All right, guys, welcome to the passion and purpose, purpose and passion, quest to find your purpose, quest to find your passion, mission, podcast presented by the socialjusticeteam.org. Um, coming at you, it's Friday afternoon, TGIF. My name is Orion Brutico. I'm your host and also the founder and executive director of Social Justice Team. This podcast is really about finding the answers to, mo- you know, life's most persistent and questions that really can give you direction to your life, help you find the things that you love and really the most dream job to live your dream life. And uh, I just bring in entrepreneurs and people that are living their purpose, people that are living in their passions, really loving their life and every minute of it. And people that are inspired by the work that they do. And so today we bring in a woman, her name's June Dillinger. And she's going to speak about what she does and how she lives in her passion and purpose. And let's see if I can get her on. June, are you there? I sure am. Awesome. All right. So this is a podcast, a free podcast that you guys can all do. It's on this program called Anchor. You can download it's a free app. You don't have to take any courses or pay for any courses. Just do it yourself. And yeah, we don't have any sponsors or anything like that, except for the socialjusticeteam.org. And let's see, we'll get started. June, what what do you do for a living? What do you tell us about yourself? I have a destination wedding business that is based in Honolulu for people that are looking to escape spending thousands and thousands of dollars and are fantasizing about putting their feet in the sand with their beloved somewhere on the island of Oahu or, or in the island chain. And it's almost usually just the two of them. However, on occasion, when people find out, all of a sudden there's a bunch more that come along. So you put together weddings and wedding planning and uh, and the whole thing, right? The whole nine yards. Yeah, everything from picking out flower lays to what beach that they want to have their service on, helping them get their marriage license settled and booking limousines and all kinds of things that are a part of the service. And then sometimes it's just doing a document signing at the Dillingham Fountain in Waikiki. Simple, very easy. How did you get into that? I was married for a really long time until I wasn't. And I was sort of seeking some new purpose in my life. And I ended up at uh, Unity Church of Hawaii. And they were looking for volunteers for prison ministry. And uh, I had already been facilitating public speaking in the women's prison. And I thought, gee, I wonder if I could go to the men's prison and help out because I knew all of the guidelines and the rules. So I started in ministry at the maximum penitentiary here. And one of my colleagues asked me if I wanted to join her wedding business. And I said, doing what? And she said, marrying people, of course. And we were off to the races. <laughs> I, I did I did a wedding for her and I cried more than the bride, my first wedding. And I said, this is for me. So where did you get ordained or what's that process like? It's actually pretty simple. In the state of Hawaii, you can uh, do it online. However, I was sponsored by my church. So I took the paperwork down to the Department of Health and got myself set up. It was really simple. And actually, it's even more simple. Anybody could marry anybody uh, in the state of Hawaii as long as you've taken care of your paperwork online with the Department of Health. Can anybody get married in Hawaii? Anyone can get married and anyone can marry anyone? What are- Just about, yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, the same-sex law was passed here in the United States on June 22nd, almost two years ago. And so anybody can get married. 
to men, to women, you know, hetero or same sex couples. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all about love. Right. That's what it's all about. So you plan weddings and you're an ordained minister. I am. I am. So I'm an ordained minister through the state of Hawaii and I'm a licensed unity teacher which means I can offer and deliver sermons or messages, as we like to call them, uh, sometimes on a Sunday. I like to travel and give uh, sermons around the country as well. So what would you say, has, has this always been your purpose or how did you <laughs> fall into this? I mean, is it like, has, what it, at this point in your life, is this, is this where you see your mission as so for the next, like, I would say five to 10 years or... It's- I'm going to say that it's, yeah, it's part of it. I remember after I performed my first one or two wedding ceremonies, I thought back when I saw my stepmother perform a wedding in the garden at her home in Del Mar in Southern California and how beautiful and graceful she looked. And I remembered for a moment, I wondered if I could be like her. And I had no idea after many years of marriage that I would have a wedding business that was thriving. And so I, uh, but I I had asked because I had worked for Delta Airlines for 13 years and I was in a really traditional role and I never thought I'd be a business owner and booking other ministers and officiants and running a $100,000 business operation. And sometimes I just think to myself, how did I end up here? But I know that there has been a divine plan for me and spirit has led me this way. And I've made changes in people's lives for the better from beginning to end and performing a wedding ceremony is the best gift on earth. And I I still cry. I still cry. (laughs) I understand. I get emotional when I feel like I'm living in my purpose. I feel like I'm being connected to a higher, higher calling. Right. And you, you don't notice where time goes. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're almost, your heart is being connected to an outside presence where you're being connected to other people and they feel connected to you. It's like a power. It's an, it's hard to explain. And then you just get emotional because you're, you're almost communicating without words. It's another kind of language. Yeah. It's a, a gorgeous sense of oneness with everything all around. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So now that you're a small, now, so you always say you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner. What would you say is the, is the thing that makes it most worth, worth your time and your effort being a small business owner versus like having a career as a Delta employee, like why, why do you think it was a great, a good decision to go your route? Well, a couple of things. My love language is um, or would be words of affirmation. And when I read a review or a testimony of how somebody experienced the service that my company provided, I just get all like happy. And I think to myself, I made a difference in somebody else's life where they got way more than they ever could have expected. And they're singing a tune that they never imagined. And when I can make a difference in somebody's day, that's what's most important to me by far and above. And it's not just in the wedding business, but it's being here on this call with you, being able to share from a place of uh, integrity and vulnerability and honesty. It's, it, it becomes magical. Right, exactly. There's yeah. that question that comes to mind for me right now. It's what's more important, saving the one or saving the many? And it's like, how can we do both? You know, because they're all important. Everyone's important, whether you're rich, yes. poor, 
LGBT, you know, uh, race and ethnicity, uh, religious, however you decide that your uh, identity is, you know, everyone's important and everyone should be included. Do you know what I mean? And how do we yes. help everyone? You know, it's an interesting dance between self and selflessness, because um, it, my feeling is that uh, God, my God, wants me to be happy and also to be of service to others. And without uh, taking care of myself first, I am, I am serviceless, right? And right. There's, there's that balance that I have to take a look at is how am I supporting myself while I'm also loving on others at the same time? And then am I feeling that slice of heaven? And how often can I feel that for myself and for others at the same time? So there's this essence of making love visible, which becomes a dynamic um, feeling and vibration that permeates and it it transforms and it just takes really being conscious and aware and man I stumble through life pretty well sometimes and I go like whoa what just happened <laughs> when things get messed up and that's life too well it sounds like this love showing love or this what you were talking this love essence is what a, like a core value is almost of your business absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. yes so how definite. do people find you or you know, if they want to come to Hawaii or just just get a hold of you or just if they just love what you're doing or how do people find you? Yeah, I'd love to have more conversation. I have a website, of course, it's I do Hawaiian weddings dot com. Like, you know, when you get married, you say I do. Mm. And then you just add Hawaiian weddings after that. So I do Hawaiian weddings dot com. And my telephone number is a, a super easy one. It's eight zero eight three three zero five 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 five. Look, there's a siren. It's an emergency for love. <laughs> <laughs> I live downtown in L.A. where there's things happening. You know, people are there's emergencies. <laughs> you know, there's life that's happening. I like absolutely you know, life is in session. It and, is all the time and, with or uh, without us. That's right. That's right. So there's someone is going to take care of another person, you know, so. Uh, well, I'm so happy to have you here and on this podcast and, you know, um, a part of what we're doing and uh, the awareness, you know, that we're trying to spread the message of uh, purpose marketing, which is a hashtag a brand campaign that really talks about and opens the space up for people to think about, you know, what is my purpose? What is my mission here? You know, re really thinking about those answers. Why am I here? Why am I mm -hmm. here on this earth at this time? Because if we can answer those questions, maybe we can get direction on, you know, what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, you know, kind of like, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. You know, there's, um, I went to a Ted talk. It was, um, they were having a, a mixer here several years ago and the host at the front counter said that in this mixer, the question is, what is your kuleana, which in Hawaiian means responsibility. And I was with a friend and I looked over at my friend and I looked back at the young lady and I said, Kuliana, responsible. Hmm. And all of a sudden I said to make love visible. And she looked at me and I thought to myself, well, that was interesting. And the next thing I knew, because I had been asking and when we ask, eventually an answer will come. We're not just left dangling. And especially if we're open to that answer, it comes. And so when this answer came, it became uh, clear to me that that was the way I wanted to be in everything that I did and try my best to live in that space all the time and be aware of it because there are lots of things that happen in life that aren't nice. 
And how do I get around those? And how do I stay in that place so that my passion and my purpose are blended and other people get to feel it through either uh, a conversation with me or through a wedding ceremony or uh, just a chat on the telephone, like with you and me, like I want to be sure that my time with you does not waste your time either. Like you're, you're equally as valuable. Yeah. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. That's what we're trying to do in this conversation. I mean, I feel like love is permeating through this, the cell phone signals of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> like I'm, re- <laughs> I'm receiving your love. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm getting it. So receive, message, receive. And, um, you know, I feel it, you know, and I think when we are honestly, as humans, I think if we're honestly seeking, you know, and we're doing it with integrity and love and compassion and empathy, I think we can, um, we can create, you know, magical things and, and, any, change, and change the world and for change good. the world. Yeah. yeah. And anything yeah. is possible, you know, and, and one mind at a time. I mean, it just, it takes me first to make the change before anything else can. And so as I continue to work on myself and my own consciousness and awareness, I have the opportunity to affect and, um, and move, move, touch and inspire those around me, which is what I, I aspire to do so that other people can feel that oasis of peace and love as well. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I, I hear that in what you're saying and you're, you're doing it. It's like your words, actions, your actions, your habits, you know, that, that quote, and your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, you know, and, uh, and it's really true. And you're doing it. It's like, you're doing it. I believe you because you're doing it, you know, it's really exciting. It's great to be in it. It's really great to be in it. I can relate. I mean, I'm doing it what I'm saying, you know, I'm living what I'm saying, you know, it's like, there's that, I saw something the other day, it was like, show, don't tell. It's like, show it, live it, do yeah, it. Be, be it, right. Yeah, be it. Exactly. It's, so Yeah, it's not do, be, have, it's be, do, have. Mm. It's be, do, have, not, you know, like you got to be it. You have to, you have to live, live, live it and be who you are. And then you get to have it and then it all shows up. That, yeah. um this reminds me, Orion, uh, I'm just getting ready to publish a book this year, and it's the opposite end of the spectrum of getting married. Do you know this about me? No, no. Tell us. Tell us, please. But something I've been working on for 11 years, and the book is called The Benefit of the X. And it's called, the subtitle is Making Love Visible When Everything Changes. Mm. So while we're committed to love, it's how are we loving and how are we making those changes and how are we supporting ourselves in the times that aren't so good? And so I still aspire to have a sweetheart and get married someday. And I look forward to the possibility of what's available. And at the same time, my experience with my former husband is not ugly because I've always said, what good can come from this? How can I, how can I not be mad because I made choices? And so it affects how I enter into relationships today. How can I make responsible choices and not come from a victim mentality and support people in their marriages today as well. Wow. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's a whole when lot. Is, all when are you coming out with that book? <laughs> I expect it to be out in the next six months. And it's, where's it being released? Where can people buy it or where can I buy it? Do I get a signed copy? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but you have, we, we have to meet on the big Island. Okay. Well, I'm going to come out there in May. 
I'm hoping to have it published by May. I'm working with the publisher right now, and the manuscript is complete. I think it's um, 48,782 words, 11 chapters, and I've got, it's fantastic. It's a masterpiece, and it will really be able to support people from all different places of where they're at with their own personal transformation and some people that are angry about love and some people that want to support others and some people that want to get married again and want to figure out how to, how can I do it better than the last time? You know, I got married in Hawaii and you know, I got divorced in California. (laughs) (laughs) So I can, I can relate and I could probably relate to that book. You know, I want to get married again. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. not the time for me at the moment, but I mean, I think I made a lot of mistakes and, I think I could do better. I don't, you know, and I think that book could really benefit me. And I really like how you're doing both sides. So you're not, concentrating. <laughs> you know, it's not lopsided and you're still concentrating on the love aspect because it's not, you know, we didn't divorce because we didn't love each other, you know? Right. Right. And when you think about it, we all have, well, people that have gotten married, who was twisting their arm to go down the aisle and say, I do. Are you asking me? No, I'm just, I'm, in general, was anybody having their arm twisted and forced into marriage unless it was an arranged marriage? No, 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 it was not. It was not like you that. Know? It was an agreement. Yeah. It, was, it was like a, a mutual a, a yeah. love and a, for each other. Yeah. And so when life changes, how do we manage that? How do we handle that? And what are we doing to still make love visible, even when things don't work out, and really understand that as a part of consciousness, our lives are going to change. And sure, some of it comes with maturity, but how come some people that are 15 figured it out or 22 or 32, you know, some people, some people never figure it out. Maybe that's not for them to figure out and it's okay. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you, since you wrote a book about it, you probably did a lot of research, but how come it's different now? Because there's the old generation, the older generation behind us, the baby boomers. It seems like since I've seen like the trends in my own experience, like my parents have been married 35 years, but like I couldn't, I couldn't be married longer than two. How, (laughs) what was the wrong there? You know, I I don't know. I had, I, I was provided a good example from my parents, you know, like they met on a blind date. I met my ex-wife now in college, you know, so I don't know what happened. You know, I was raised in a good, you know, in a, in a family that provided those values of like, you know, stability, but I don't know what happened, you know? And why is that? It seems like also a cultural thing in society. There seems to be more divorces than marriages. Uh, that are, yeah. I don't know what's, what's, what's interesting is that um, while the divorce rate may have gone down one or 2%, and people are still wanting to get married, as our society has changed, and religion has played a large role in how people feel about getting married. Uh, They don't have the same level of commitment. Uh, Spirituality is not valued in the same way, or religion, which had the attached um, set or subset of dynamics to it that people aspired to, and they lived that way. And there were expectations and uh, people lived with guilt and shame and celebration. And so some couples managed to stay together longer and they learned to love each other and finally go like, you know what, this is who I'm with and why would I leave now? But then we also have the common subset of media and all the, all of the, the high profile people that are getting divorced and how people just work through it. And then they divorce and they move on to their fifth, sixth or seventh husband and wife. And I've got one friend, she's been married seven times and people have sort of, you know, poo-pooed her. And I'm like, you know what? At least she believes in love. Like, just let her be her. Right. That's her, that's her journey. Yep. It's her journey. Exactly. 
And so as we're all going through this pathway and we make these discoveries about ourselves, it's about how are we living in our own truth and living a spirit guided life that says, this is full, this is rich, I'm, I'm honest, I'm in integrity, and I'm living to the best ability that I can, and I'm loving in all the places that I possibly can. Right. Of course, of course. Yeah. And the best thing is, uh, what I think about most often is, I mean, I'm not perfect, you know, like, I've made lots of mistakes. And I try my best to, to be better all the time. But I've what I've done lately is like, I've realized, you know what, I can't change the past. I made mistakes. The important thing is that I don't make those same mistakes again. You know, I right. don't repeat those old behaviors, you know what I mean, and do them again, you know, um, and how do we learn from our mistakes or how do people say failures a lot, but I don't like to use that word. So how can, how can I learn from my mistakes or learn from my uh, places where I felt like I was wrong or look, examine my behaviors? You know what I mean? So I yeah, don't... sometimes, sometimes it has to be so bad that you get a kick in the ass and you go like, <laughs> shoot, I'm never doing that again. Like, like your awareness level becomes so acute that you think to yourself, how did I manage? How did I miss that? But at the same time, the other side of that, is the silver lining or the golden egg. Like how did you, you, you can never know what you're being set up for. Until later you look back. Until later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hindsight. And we're always being set up for success. In, in my world, my belief is that we're always being set, set up for success, especially when I'm open to that possibility. Like what good could come from this? Okay. So that was a really crappy experience. Uh, I mean, it happens to people that have tragic things in their lives, such as um, a death of a, a child or a loved one or even a pet. I had a friend who had his dog was run over the other day, and he was, he was a wreck. He and his wife, by mistake, forgot to close the door or put the dog back in the house when she left. And she is just sick with it. I mean, something, it's a pet. But still, you know, how do you live with that? And, and grief is, grief is an opening process well it's a loss and it's a loss it, of anything yeah. i mean you're grieving a loss of a of anything you could be grieving a loss of an old behavior you could be grieving a loss of a of a family member a dog even, even like a, that a pet is a person really like a, a family member you could be grieving a loss of uh you know an experience maybe that, that that like you know it could be grief is a tough deal i mean mm -hmm. um and, and it leads to a place of grace also, where when we recognize and we have that moment of transformation, there is, that's when grace comes in and we just get to stop and breathe and go like, ah, okay, so I'm not the only one. Uh, there are a whole bunch of billions of other people on the planet that have, have had way worse experiences or very similar. So people find groups that they can communicate with that are on the same page and correspond with that allows allow them to grow, relax, let go. I mean, there's some organizations that I've been a member of that I'm no longer a part of because they fit they fit the need at that time. And I will always take those lessons with me. Yeah, exactly. I do agree with you that, you know, that grief is well, grief is final, you know, and that's why it's hard. You know, it's it's final and it's hard. Uh, but there's a, there's a silver lining. There's that there's that uh, light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, and it's uh in, that's where hope comes in, you know, hope can be really helpful. And uh, so and that we loved right. that good, like, the worse the grief, the more we loved. Mm. And remembering all that the intensity of all that love, it's, it's, it's rich. And it's a celebration of life. I can't wait to read your book. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Are you including all this in your book? 
Oh yeah, it's all about the benefit of the ex. And That's it's not just it's, it? it's not like just an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife. It's like the former boss. It's everything. What mm. is the benefit of your former experience and how are you dealing with it? The best thing I love about being human, I'm going to just say, is that we get to experience feelings. We get to like experience uh, love and loss and heartache and even the best stuff too, like the highs of um, – experience highs of friendliness and compassion and empathy Absolutely. and we get to cry and laugh till our stomach hurts you know or laugh so hard that we cry like i i love that kind of experience where we feel so high on life you know natural high of course but like just yeah. like that experience we're like whoa i'm really experiencing the high of i feel the sun on my face right now and almost like the world stops because i'm experiencing life at you know I can smell the flowers, you know? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what you're saying is something I can totally resonate with. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this can resonate with. And so I'm so glad when, when your book comes out, send me a link. We'll, we'll publish it. And I'm so glad you to. came on today. And so tell me your website again. So it's IDoHawaiianWeddings.com. Right. I do hawaiianweddings.com and my number is 808-330-5555. And by the way, that's Hawaiian standard time. So if you're on the West Coast and it's during the summer, we have a three-hour time difference. So it's in the middle of the afternoon here. It would be a little earlier in the evening because I'm where the sun sets. There you go. She's in yeah. Hawaii. If you've never been there, you need to go. It's awesome. That's where we met. It was in Hawaii. And... uh that's June Dillinger. Thanks, June, for coming on. And everyone at home, hope you have a great weekend. It's TGIF. It's Friday. And uh, it's about 548 right now on Friday uh, in April. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And if you get a chance to figure out what you're passionate about, what your passions are, if you can define your passions this week, that would be excellent. We can go further on to our quest on defining what our purpose is. If you don't know what it is, because our purpose always changes, you know, every couple of years, maybe we, it, it, it goes further into our mission. Like for instance, June's is to make love visible and that she got that clarity on that, on that mission for me is to give, to make mental hair, mental health care available to everyone. Um, and that's in worldwide, you know, that's my mission. So what is your mission? What is your purpose? It's kind of the same. And, uh, well, that's all for today. If you guys need to reach the social justice team, our number is 323-744-6840. And our website is socialjusticeteam.org. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, June. Talk yes, to you later. Yes, aloha, everyone. Aloha. All right, bye now.